the righteousness of faith. Father, thank you for this time to hear your word from you by your spirit as we open up our Bibles, as we listen to your voice. We have eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to understand. Father, you made the seeing eye and you made the hearing ear, and we believe that you've given us the ability to hear you and to see you. For you said in your word in Psalms 89 that you speak in vision. So we receive the clarity and the insight into your word that you have for us as we go forward in Jesus' name. Now open with me to the book of Isaiah chapter 32 and we're going to go to verse 15. Now the topic right now is the force of righteousness. Righteousness is not only our nature who we are, the very essence and the, and the nature of God the Father, the Creator Himself through Christ Jesus. Righteousness is a force. It's the force. It's the authority, the power that comes up out of a righteous being. A righteous being can use righteousness as a force. The very presence that you are, the very person that you are, the very being that you are, is not just idle. Your nature produces, for out of the abundance of the heart flow the issues of life. You are the righteousness of God, you who are born again from above, and out of you flows a force, a mighty force of righteousness. What does righteousness do as a force? As a force, righteousness makes right. Righteousness corrects. Righteousness will destroy evil. Righteousness will take things that are wrong and make them right. Righteousness will take things that are right and keep them right. Righteousness corrects. Righteousness is a force that is so powerful it can change and rearrange things. It can take things like death and sickness and dis-ease and poverty and corruption and and turmoil and abasement and all these things and make them what they ought to be fruitful and blessed and healthy and strong and seated on high reigning as kings now if you look at Isaiah 32:15 it starts with this and until the spirit be poured upon us from on high and the wilderness be a fruitful field and the fruitful field be counted for a forest then judgment justice shall dwell in the wilderness and righteousness remain or abide in the fruitful field and the work the work of righteousness shall be peace And the effect of righteousness, quietness, and assurance forever. And my people shall dwell in peaceable habitations and in sure dwellings and in quiet resting places. Now look at that. Righteousness has a work. And the work is peace. The work is to make whole. The work is to make sound. The work is to make one. Oneness, soundness, wholeness, healthful. 
Nothing missing, nothing broken, completeness, whatever's wrong made right, whatever's in turmoil brought into peace and tranquility. It'll take a mind that is all messed up and make it calm. Glory to God. It'll take a sin conscience and make it a righteous conscience. The work of righteousness is peace and the effect of righteousness is quietness and assurance for ever. The Amplified says the result of righteousness will be quietness and confident trust forever. You have confident trust forever in the Lord your God and in his word because of the force of righteousness that is flowing up out of you and flowing up out of his righteous word. His word is the word of righteousness. And Hebrews 5 says that you need to be skillful in the word of righteousness. Righteousness can be used with skill and you are skillful in exerting the force of righteousness. You are. This is what we're getting into. This is what we're learning from him right now through his word. And he goes on to say in verse 18, my people shall dwell in peaceable habitations, sure dwellings and quiet resting places. Look what the force of righteousness did. It made your habitations peaceful. It made your habitation sure and secure. And it made them quiet resting places. They're not full of turmoil. They're not full of debate. They're not full of fighting and strife and all that kind of mess. They are full of quietness. They're secure. Hallelujah. This is the force of righteousness. Now, the Bible shows us many different things about what the force of righteousness can and will do and does do as we allow it to flow, as we allow it to work, and as we exert it by faith, depending upon Jesus, who is the king of all kings. And by the way, the king that he's king over is you and I. We are kings under the king. We are those reigning under the ruler of all. Hallelujah. Now go with me to Proverbs chapter 11. And we're going to see that righteousness, the force of righteousness will deliver us from death. Now, what is death? Death is separation. Separation from the Father himself, the creator. Separation from the very life and the, and the communion and the fellowship of God the Father. Death is everything that is contrary to life and godliness. Death is not a place of cessation of life and existence. It's a place of cessation of communion and fellowship and the presence of the Lord. It's a place of turmoil. It's a place of dis-ease and corruption and things failing and coming down to a lower place and a lower place and a lower place. It's a place of torment. And we just found out that righteousness, the force of righteousness, will give us peace. Now, in Proverbs chapter 11, verse 4, it says, Riches profit not in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivers from of the perfect shall direct his way, or rectify, make righteous his way. But the wicked shall fall by his own wickedness. The righteousness of the upright shall deliver them. But transgressors shall be taken in their own naughtiness. Oh, you listen to this? Righteousness delivers from death. 
Hallelujah. Righteousness delivers from death. 19. As righteousness tends to life, so he that pursues evil pursues it to his own death. Righteousness tends to life. Righteousness delivers from death. Hallelujah. Now, in Romans 5, we're going to go to verse 12. We're familiar with this because we are the righteousness of God. And we're familiar with these scriptures. And you that are not, get into them and meditate them. Read them. Feed upon them. Feed them into your very heart. Fix your heart with them. It's good for the heart to be established with grace. And grace reigns through righteousness. Verse 12. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, in whom all have sinned. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed where there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned or had sway, ruled from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned. You see in the connection here between sin and death? But yet there's a connection between righteousness and life. Righteousness is in life. Without righteousness, there can be no other if you're not right with him and made right by him. But because you are right with him, made right by him, you have life and therefore you have a force of righteousness within you that can do, that can live, that can act, that can correct, that can direct his way, that can protect, that can do whatever needs to be done. Verse 15, Romans chapter 5, verse 15, not as the offense so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, the gift by grace, the gift of righteousness by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, has abounded unto many, and not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation, but the free gift of righteousness is of many offenses, that sin, unto justification, unto declaring of righteousness. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by the one man, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as by the one offense... Judgment came upon all men to condemnation, even so by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. The free gift came upon all men unto the righteousness of God of life, declaring you righteous into life into relationship, into fellowship, into knowing the Father intimately, experiencing Him, experiencing His presence, experiencing His Word. You seeing this? Are you hearing this? For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. The contrast is sin to righteousness. The contrast is death to life. The contrast is clear here. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin 
abounded, grace did much more abound that as sin has reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life. Did you get that? As sin reigned unto death, as sin reigned in the realm of death, in the sphere of death, in the place of death, even so might grace reign through righteousness in the sphere, in the realm, in the place of eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Where's that place of eternal life? That place of eternal life is in the presence of the Father. It's connected to Him. It's in union with Him. It's depending on Jesus and His death, burial, and His resurrection that has made you who you are, you that are new creations in Christ Jesus. Let's go over to 2 Corinthians and go to chapter 5, and we're going to start at verse 17, and you're going to see that Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new, and all things are of God, who has reconciled, reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation, to know that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and has put in us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be reconciled to God. Be reconciled to God. Lay hold of the divine favor offered to you and be reconciled to God. Verse 21. For he has made, the Father has made him, Jesus. The Father has made Jesus to be sin. To be made sin for us who knew no sin. He didn't know sin. He didn't experience sin. He didn't live in sin. He was not a sin being, but he was made to be sin by a sacrifice on purpose for a cause. Hallelujah. So that he might, so that we might, excuse me, so that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Are you getting this? Are you noticing this? That when we were made the righteousness of God in him, him, it's because he was first made a sinner. Made, well, when I say sinner, I don't mean that he was a sinning. I mean made to be sin. Remember Romans 5.19, as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. Sinners by nature. Not many were made sinning. Many were made sinners by nature. So by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. What was that obedience? Jesus became, it says in Philippians 2, obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. For he has made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. That's who you are. Are you noticing that righteousness here delivered from death? You are now a new creation in Christ Jesus, born again from above, born anew. Now, we're going to see this one more time in 1 John, and we're going to go to chapter 3 and see that we, the sons of God, 
are delivered from death because we're delivered from sin and the force of righteousness drove out the sin, it drove out the death, it ushered in the life and gave way to a new creation. 1 John chapter 3, verse 4. Whosoever commits sin transgresses also the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. And you know that he, Jesus, was manifested to take away our sin. And in him is no sin. There's no sin in Jesus, and there's no sin in the one that he took it out of. Whosoever abides in him, whoever abides in Jesus, in his word, in his love, in his light, in his righteousness, in his truth, abides in his spirit, sins not. Whosoever sins has not seen him, neither know him. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that is doing righteousness is righteous even as he is righteous. He that commits sin is of the devil, for the devil sins from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Well, what were the works of the devil? Sin, rebellion, death, disease, torment, failure, all those things. All that has been destroyed. The force of righteousness has made you healthy and wealthy and wise and strong and at peace and in relationship with the Father. Verse 9, whosoever is born of God does not commit sin for his seed remains in him and he cannot sin because he is born of God. In this the children of God are manifest and the children of the devil. For whosoever does not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loves not his brother. Now let me unpack this for you a little bit here. He that commits sin is of the devil, but he that is born of God cannot sin. Cannot sin. These are nouns. What this is saying to you, and worketh, and committeth sin. These are, these are words that talk about producing. You, born again, child of the living God, made righteous, cannot produce, manufacture, fruit, sin. You can't do it. You fruit righteousness. It comes up out of you. It's who you are. It's the force that's inside you. You don't have a sin force in you anymore. You have a righteousness force. And Romans 8 makes it very clear that the only way you're going to sin action, even though you're not possessing the force of sin to create it, if you follow after the flesh, if you follow after the sin nature, if you look to the world and its sin nature and that, that force of sin out there that's producing death, if you follow that, if you pursue that, if you look to that, if you become obedient to that, if you listen to that, you will end up acting like it, thinking like it, talking like it, even though it's not who you are. But he that's born of God does not produce sin. The force of righteousness comes out of him. And he cannot sin. He cannot produce sin because he has been made the righteousness of God by the incorruptible seed of the word of God which lives and abides forever. So you have been made the righteousness of God and that righteousness has delivered you from death once and for all. Now that you live in the realm of the spirit, that you live in the spirit, that you live in the place of life, follow the spirit. Follow life, follow righteousness, 
follow his voice, follow his word, and you will see the goodness and the faithfulness of the Lord in your life in the land of the living. I'm declaring to you right now that righteousness is a force, and you as a righteous being exercise that force by faith in the name of Jesus. By faith by depending upon and relying upon the name, the person, the authority of Jesus, your Lord. Depend on him, because it is of faith, so that it might be by grace, and grace will rule and reign through righteousness. So when you speak the righteousness of God, when you release that force, grace the ability of God the Father will work and flow to you and through you. And when I say to you, I mean up out of you from him, through you, out of your mouth. You are the blessed. Go and reign in life. Remember, the righteous by faith shall live.